Hey everyone, this is Bond Diesel. I'm a division streamer, Twitter poster, podcast maker, video attempter, and many other things that I'm mediocre at. But this is my podcast. It is called The Echo Cast, and this is episode nine. I'm calling this one Like a Phoenix for multiple reasons that we'll get into. It's been a eventful week. I feel like the last few have been a bit of a struggle to find news out of. And then we got a big fat news drop, maybe as a little bit of a, a precursor to what is about to happen over the next few weeks to a month. Obviously E3 is gonna drop some crazy stuff on us. And with all of the leaks coming out about various games, it wouldn't surprise me at all if a little division info leaks out. For the first time in a few weeks, I get to do a state of the game recap. Episode 99.5, because they're obviously wanting to save the 100th episode for something a, a little more special than a 3 by 3 stream room where Petter and Yannick are sitting on each other's laps and Hamish uh, gets to sit on their shoulders when he comes and hangs out. So, what happened in State of the Game? As mostly expected by, I think, pretty much everyone, they talked about Onslaught, the next global event coming out. It's one where you get different types of ammo, and depending on the level, that you're playing at, the enemies are susceptible to a certain type of ammo, and the various other parts of that. You can look on my Twitter at Bond Diesel and see the I made a video about it, and uh, you can also check out Taylor's uh, video. His is a lot better than mine, so uh, you know, pick your poison. They talked about Onslaught, uh, by the way, that has already been extended three days because of a commendation bug they found that will get patched a couple days into the event. And it's for the Oni mask, which is the, the red one everyone seems to actually want. So, get a few more days. A few more days for me to finish Lone Star. I'm super pumped about that. The other little bit, little tidbit of information they gave us was that the actual 100th episode of Stay of the Game will occur on June 7th. They did make clear that it would have no Division 2 news. I was expecting that because they've been really strict about the idea of Division 2 having zero information being released until after E3 or during E3. They did, I believe, hint to the idea that we may get some information about 1.8.2 which the big information there is going to be the two new legendaries and shields, the new commendations or rewards or tasks that will earn you things in Division 2. So with the 100th episode, I'm highly suspecting that we get some kind of recap of the 99 previous episodes, where we've come as a community and where they've come as a group of CMs and community developers I think it'll be really cool. 
On top of that, I think we need to um, realize that we may not get any shields information because if that truly does completely involve Division Two, they they can't tell us like what the shields are going to give us because they've been very clear that there will be no Division Two news. So we'll see. When it comes to the legendaries, I've made my opinion pretty clear. I think General Assembly is pretty much a guarantee. At least I hope it is, because I really want to see that mission get at least a challenging, but especially a legendary mode. It's just such a huge area that they could probably do some pretty cool setups with it. At least I hope they do. As for the other one, I literally don't care. I've seen people bring up Russian Consulate, which I already think the challenging mode is pretty solid. I've seen people bring up Lexington. I don't know how that would go over. <laughs> um, Hudson. I just, I don't know. I, I do think Madison Square Garden would be an interesting one to give us a reason. Um, I'm thinking of missions that only ever got a hard level mission and not challenging especially not legendary and Madison, you know, field hospital is, is the first mission we all remember. It's the one from previews that we saw. I feel like that would be a nice throwback to going back home before, which, you know, I'm anticipating this being the final game or the final update. 1.9 is always a possibility, but we have no reason to believe that right now. I suspect we'll have a better idea after E3. I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. Stay of the game. It was a nice one. It was short but sweet. And uh, June 7th will be the next one. So obviously I won't update until then. Division news. So this may end up being a longer segment than the speculation this time. But we'll jump right into it. So the Ubisoft 2017-18 um, earnings report came out. This uh, talks about the money they earned. Um, their fiscal year ends at the beginning of April. So it went over all their earnings and if they met their expectations, went over them, all that. It also projects income for the following, which would go to April of 2019. And this is where they typically release information about known projects that are going to be released during that time because it impacts their the, the money they think they're going to make. So they kind of um, are trying to reassure their investors and, and so on. So for the first time, the division two was mentioned in this report. It had been hinted to previously, but never confirmed. And essentially what the report refers to is that the division two will release at the very latest by the end of the current fiscal year, which ends at the end of March. So we've all but been confirmed either a early 2019 or a late 2018 release. I think that's kind of been most people's speculation to this point. I could be wrong. I don't think I am. So that leads us to the whole idea of when will it release? So we've narrowed it down to two dates basically. November, December of 18, or probably March of 19, which would be the three-year anniversary of the actual release. November would be the three-year anniversary of the intended release before it was delayed back then. 
So what does that mean? Well, it's not really going to matter how I speculate on that uh, in a few weeks because I'm almost guaranteeing we get a release date at E3, but I could be wrong. I suspect at this point, due, due to this report, they internally must have a relatively solid release date. But of course it could change as the first one did. I think it goes down one of two ways. We get 1.8.2 in Division 1, and that's it. It's over. And the game releases, Division 2 releases this December, November-ish. Facing quite a bit of competition. Though, noted, no direct competition that I can think of, short of the Destiny 2 updates that are coming, which is kind of a prove it or lose it situation, so I'm not too worried about it. Um... Obviously, you're going to have the Call of Duties, the Battlefields, um, the Red Dead Redemptions, but those aren't really direct competitors in the sense of the type of game division is. I will buy those games and I will play them. You know, Red Dead, Battlefield, maybe even Call of Duty. I'm slightly interested in it and still play the crap out of Division 2. So... I think that is probably the the smartest move. But the other way I think it could go down is we get a true three-year anniversary release. Division 2 comes out in March. Goes heads-on with Anthem. So you're going Anthem a game. Coming from a developer and, and publisher that people are not trusting a whole lot right now after especially the Battlefront 2 debacle. But you're facing off with Anthem being a direct competitor, a loot-and-shoot type of game. Um, I think it's an interesting problem. I personally could see myself being someone that would buy both games. Um, in, we're in a stage with Anthem that we literally know nothing. We're in a stage with Anthem right now where when we first saw Destiny years and years ago, we thought it was going to be this open world, basically Anthem type of game, or at least what we think Anthem is going to be. And it ended up being something very different. It ended up being something that was eventually very good, but very different. So we could it could be very similar with Anthem. That's not what we've been presented, but we've also been presented with very little. So I'm not going to count my chickens with Anthem until I see some real shit. And I suspect I will hopefully see some of that when I'm at E3. And I'll be paying attention to their conference and, and things like that. I'm curious, to say the least. What a March release would also mean, in my opinion, is a very likely 1.9-ish patch. Um, I would find it hard to believe that they would have us go from June to March or July to March with nothing but shields and global events, but I could be wrong. Our timeline only goes to September and I suspect that it's cut off at September for a very convenient reason. Um, I suspect it's because there's something with division one coming after that before division two releases 
or it's the division two release. If we go from July to November or something, that's fine. That's not going to make any difference at the end of the day. So I'm very curious to how that's going to get handled. Um, I'm really, um, I suspect, you know, obviously we're going to be able to be more sure once we get a release date, which I, again, suspect we're going to get at E3. The next little bit of uh, TD news that came out was um, an article about the end game from the CEO, Yves Gillimote, Gillimot, I have no idea. I'm sorry. Ignorant American. That's the best I can do. I believe Yves is right. Even that could be wrong. I don't know. But long story short, what the article talks about is how with the original game, people blew through the content much faster than they anticipated. And that their goal with Division 2 is to have much more to blow through and that for the end game to be much more satisfying. If someone played 1.0 from release day and got to 30 within the first week or two, we all remember that even after 1.1, but up to 1.1, there was not much to do. There was almost nothing to do. So that's a mistake they can't make again. I suspect they know that. I really hope that's a significant focus. That's what this article leads us to believe. Um, but what it also seems to hint to a little bit is that they want the um, climb to the end game to be longer and more in depth, which to me is amazing. I, the more of this story I can get, the better. I still want to have the Intel type of things. I still want to have that kind of uh, world storytelling piece, but a deeper story, maybe even one that involves choices, you know, get crazy. But the fact that they're at least talking about this at this point makes me happy, especially when they've been so open about not wanting to talk about Division 2 yet. So take that for what it's worth. The last bit of TD news I want to talk about is a short couple questions from um, some Deadpool 2 uh, media, where um, the director of Deadpool 2 is the guy who is directing the Division movie. His name um, is David Licht. Um, and they asked him two questions about the division movie, one about how he wants to tell a story and the other about how he can break the curse of video game movies. Cause they're pretty much garbage from top to bottom and kind of what his answers, if you go and watch the video and his answers, he basically says they want to basically find a, you know, the, the difference between a game and a movie is a movie tells a very linear story where the a video game tells a story and it can still be fairly linear, but it still takes some twists and turns where if you made a movie in the same fashion, it would be 12 hours long. So you can't do that. So it's trying to figure out how to take all the lore and all the story in the world from the division and put it into a nice hour and a half, two hour slice. And he seemed to answer in a way that led me to believe that he thinks the world is very worthy of telling a story about. Um, and he seems pretty confident in the idea that he can display something from the world of the division in a easily consumable way. He compares it to Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2 obviously has hundreds of comics and lots of lore and lots of things. And he's already had some experience and try to narrow that down and present a product that's fun to watch. So we'll have to see. I'm curious to see how he does it. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. 
The Division is such a good game story to make into a movie because it's not overly fantastical. Um, it tells the story of basically normal people trying to do extraordinary things. I feel like that's perfect for a movie, but uh, we'll have to see. On to the speculation part of the show. So um, during the stream, actually tonight, I'm recording this on Saturday night. Um, talk about factions in the Division 2 um, was requested. So I'm going to break it into three pieces. Um, factions that were claimed in the leak a few months ago. Again, I trust very little from this, but it's at least a starting point. Other cool ideas on factions and the possible return of some factions and how I think that would work. So the leak claims, honestly, I didn't uh, want to go back and find the video or I think the video may not even exist anymore. Um, but there was a claim that some information had been leaked through some various ways that there was going to be a kind of a national guard, a cult and a even more advanced than shade type of group. There was a fourth, I think, honestly, I don't remember. Um, the idea sounds cool, you know, so we'll start off with those. So the national guard idea, these are, you know, basically a JTF group that decided to fend for themselves. Um, this would be, I suspect, kind of an LMB-ish group. Um, maybe not as well supplied, maybe a little less disciplined. Um, but I could see a group like that, like that kind of taking the LMB role. That's the thing. We're more than likely going to get four factions again. And they'll more than likely fill similar roles. So that's why I think some kind of National Guard or, 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 or ex-military or former military, you know, deserted military type of faction could be. I'd be really curious to see how they would work. Um, they may not be completely hostile. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, the other, I believe the, one of the other things described was kind of like a, like a cult that saw this event that was happening as kind of a reckoning. Um, that I feel like would kind of take the place of the cleaners. Um, the cleaners don't believe that necessarily, but they, they, they did become kind of fanatical about ridding the city of the disease, whether it was on dead people, infected people or healthy people that may be infected. Um, in, in, in some ways, this may be a group that was considered, you know, one of the more logical, but also crazy ones. So we'll see. I think that would be, it'd be interesting. There'd be a lot of interesting lore with that. And, um, you know, there was some mention of cannibalism in the first game and some of the Intel, and this could kind of go off of that. Maybe they'd be like cannibalistic types of people or, um, we haven't had a faction yet that would be promoting the spread of the disease. So they could kind of fill a new role in that way that they are like actively trying to spread the disease to people who haven't been infected. Neat stuff. I'd be curious. The last claim was that there's some type of group that is actually a like even more sophisticated or technologically inclined group than the shade agents. So, you know, it's hard to tell what kind of group this would be. Are they like, you know, former like DARPA or something, you know, cause you gotta think if the game takes place uh, near a big military base, like somewhere in, in DC or in other cities that have, you know, research facilities and stuff. 
you know, there could be former, you know, scientists and engineers and so on that would group together and, and try to find a way to defend themselves and use their intellectual skills and their engineering and all that and, and end up actually developing things that even the shade agents are below. Is there a chance that a group like that could be related to the hunters somehow? Because it sure seems weird that the hunters can jam up our stuff when we're supposed to be the most, you know, advanced people out there. And it doesn't seem that we are with them. So you can ponder that one a little bit with all those claims that video claimed a lot of pretty fantastical stuff. It, a lot of it seemed like it could have been very easily made up or, or just base assumptions made about the game. I think anyone could come up with, um, again, we'll know in a few weeks whether or not any of that stuff was true. Um, I don't really know or care to be totally honest. Um, at this point, I'm just kind of putting my hands behind my head and just waiting. So a couple other cool ideas for factions I thought up was um, sort of like a militia. So the rioters are considered just kind of regular people turned bad, you know. And when you listen to the intel about them, a lot of them were just normal people that got really desperate. Um, the, a, a militia type of group I think would be kind of interesting in the sense that it's not just regular people who got desperate, but it's, it's, it is regular people but maybe ex-military people, maybe people with like law enforcement or other kinds of training or just straight militias. Many people don't know that in the United States, there are a significant, there are hundreds and thousands of organized militia groups that consider that are essentially little tiny armies and some of them not so tiny. Um, a vast majority of them are not very serious, um, but I'm under the impression that a few of them are very serious and have um more advanced means and training and things like that than you would think uh, but they're also smart enough to know to kind of stay off the radar and not cause too many problems um so some type of group like that in the game i think would be really interesting they see this weakness in the government and they say hey let's we can we're organized we have weapons and training and food and supplies and we should go in there and take over why not we can be the new government so i could see a group like that um, something to do with the hunters again this could even be related to kind of the idea of like this like super advanced group that's even more advanced than the shade agents i i would i just want more hunter lore i want to know more about them i want to know where they came from i i'm just curious about hunters i i have little doubt that they will be included in some way in the division two it's just a matter of how they will be and and to what amount we learn about them or where they come from or who's in charge of them so we'll see the last one would be in a situation like this one that happened people have to realize that you know there's a lot of these like major disasters that could happen in the united states um if you know if you've watched any of the crazy you know history channel shows about this like super volcano that is yellowstone um the the, the major fault lines and earthquakes that could happen in the united states um, or a mass casualty event like this disease outbreak. Um, one thing to consider with all of those natural, those disasters that could happen is that, um, there's other places and other people and countries in the world who would see that as a really great opportunity to invade us and potentially try to take power and, or have influence in the vacuum of power that would be existent 
if the United States is crippled in some capacity. So I think an interesting faction would be a, a Russian, Chinese, even maybe some European or Middle Eastern um, force that when this all started, tried to come over to disrupt or cause issues. But once they got here, shit had hit the fans so badly, they were basically deserted because by the time they got here, things were going bad where they were from. I think uh, some kind of group like that would be really, really interesting in a lot of ways. The last topic is the return of factions. So I think factions like the Cleaners, the Rikers, and the Rioters, uh, or not so much the Rioters, but the, the Cleaners and the Rikers seem very specific. You know, Joe Farrow is from New York City and started the, Riker, or the, the Cleaners. Joe Farrow is not in every city. And here I am, I'm assuming that we're in a different city, right? And then the Rikers are specifically from Riker Island. It would make no sense for them to be in another city. But like I said before, I would say it's very possible that there's other factions that fill a similar role to them, but modified in some way, are different in some way. The LMB is a different one, though. The LMB is a group that uh, if you watch the stuff, you know, if you watch the intel and, and, and get deep into it, you find that the LMB is um, is a group that was a century, essentially a, a paramilitary group. Um, or uh, I believe they're called PMCs. Uh, anyone who's been deployed in Iraq or Afghanistan or some other places would know much more about this than I do. But um, essentially, what you have to realize is that in war today. There's a lot of contracting military services. It's mostly security and things like that. But essentially what the government does is hire private military companies, normally from the United States, to handle some of the work that would typically be done by regular military forces. Um, a lot of times it's kind of peacekeeping stuff, like I said, security and things like that. Sometimes it can be more advanced stuff, but a lot of that comes from fiction and things like that. Um, but, you know, we have these groups, they're real. They're a real thing. So what the LMB is, is based on a real thing. They're, they're a thing that actually exists. And, um, and that's what the LMB is. So the thing to remember about that is that the part of the LMB that was in New York City was not the whole LMB. They were hired by Wall Street and a bunch of those giant companies to go in and secure that part of the city to protect all their holdings. And when shit went really bad, they stopped getting paid, but saw an opportunity. And their opportunity was to try to take over the city. And if you listen to all the intel, especially the underground intel, but more than that, all of it, you find that they had big aspirations, or at least some people in the LMB did. So... Um, they're one faction that I could see crop up in a different way. Um, again, we could just get a faction that kind of takes their place, like this proposed National Guard or military faction. Um, but the LMB is the one that I think could exist in some capacity outside of New York. And then the last one being rioters. You know, I, I assume that some very similar faction, if not the same, exists wherever the game is next. It very well could 
um, B, maybe one that's a little more organized. We, we never really got any clear indication that the rioters had any actual leadership. There's, there's a couple LZ bosses and a couple and uh, the Madison field hospital boss. There are a few named enemies who are rioters, but we never really get the idea that they're like an organized group, less so than a bunch of small scattered gangs that are all called the same thing. So there's that. That's my TD speculation, TD2. Uh, you know, please let me know what you think, either in the YouTube video, on Twitter. Um, you can even comment on SoundCloud. Um, I think it's a curious topic. I think we'll know more in a couple weeks, and I'm very excited. Uh, some content update stuff. The Shade Agent figure, the giveaway is still ongoing. I believe there's a, few, there's a little more than 100 people signed up right now. There's daily ways to enter, including YouTube videos and SoundCloud listens. There's, you know, every way in the world to get in on this. And I highly suggest that the item is very cool. It, uh, will, the winner will be picked on June 9th, right before I head to E3. Uh, my gun video was released. I believe I had 13 or 14 guns in there that I talked about that I would like to see, or I think will be in division two. Uh, please check it out. It's on my YouTube. Um, if you look on my Twitter, there should be links to it, or you can check out my YouTube page. Just type in Bond Diesel. Uh, when you search for a channel and you should find me pretty easily uh, again e3 is coming up we got less it's about three weeks at this point maybe even a little bit less um i can't wait um i'm kind of ramping up i'm actually changing my streaming schedule now trying to get some stuff prepared i'm going to try to work on some intros and some uh some materials to get ready because i believe for the weeks and months after e3 i'm gonna try to break down everything i can um, the speculation will probably be less than speculation and more actual prediction off of st real stuff that we are, we start getting, um, the hype train's going to get crazy. Okay. The, I, I would expect a very far cry five ish, if not even more active, um, PR campaign, whether the game comes out next fall or next, uh, spring or this winter, I, I just, there's going to be a lot to get through and I'm really hoping to ramp up and, and grow things and keep giving you guys good content and i can't wait so e3 soon can't wait to bring you stuff to it don't expect too much while i'm there um simply because i don't know if i'm gonna have the time or the resources to get much out to you guys but i'll do what i can the last thing um, i am trying to explore some partnerships with content in general especially this podcast for now um, i honestly have enjoyed doing it solo and you know, I'm, I'm sorry if that's not everyone's cup of tea. I do try to keep it interesting. I try to make this long. I try to present various views on the various things I talk about. Um, I would love to do guests at some point. Deep Fried Dave, uh, Armor for Core, Matt Goes Buck have all offered, and I'm, I'm, I would like to get them involved in a podcast at some point. Um, but for now, you know, kind of a one-man show. Um, gaming news. I'm just going to go over some of my first impressions of Stay of Decay 2 real quickly. Um, it's a buggy mess, and it's awesome. Um, you can get it for 30 or 40, 20 or 40 bucks. At least you could on Amazon. Um, even if not, it's 30 or 50 for the regular or for the uh, Ultimate Edition, which really doesn't give you that much. I think you're fine with the regular edition. Um, I think it's worth buying if you're willing to go into it expecting lots of bugs and glitches and problems that hopefully will be fixed 
but you want a nice, deep, very punishing, challenging, stressful game. Um, it's a base builder. It's a resource collector. It's kind of a loot and shoot. Um, there's lots of, I'm, I'm finding that there's a ton of different types of guns you go after. Um, all kinds of different uh, supplies. You build a base and add things to the base and you can even modify the things you put in the base, like, like a infirmary, uh, bedrooms, kitchens, farms. And on top of that, you can customize those specific items to do what you want. Like I have a workshop that can make stuff. And then I found a mod that's a shotgun shell press. So I can make as many shotgun shells as I want using fairly small amounts of resources. So I found a KSG shotgun, uh, a pump 870. I mean, I found all these awesome, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a good game. Um, it's definitely a, a, a time travel machine where you start to play it and then it's three hours later and you know, you realize that you haven't eaten yet today. So state of the K2, I cautiously suggest checking it out. If you're on Xbox or PC, just go into it knowing that it's not in a perfect release state. It's got stuff to work on, but they supported the first game pretty well. And I suspect, um, it won't be any different with the second game. So that's it. That's the ninth episode of the echo cast. You can find me almost everywhere. If you're listening on SoundCloud or on YouTube, you can see my links down in the description or on the, uh, in the description of the SoundCloud page. I'm on Twitter uh, at Bond Diesel. I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Um, I'm on Facebook as Bond Plays. And that's why I have for you this week. I can't wait to bring you more next week with episode 10. I can't believe we're already more than two months into this. I appreciate everyone who listens. I, uh, I can't wait to bring you more and, uh, it's almost E3 time. So get excited, get pumped. I know I am. I can't wait to share it with you. And until the next time, this was Bond Diesel.